Warheads, and welcome to the League, exploring the League of Legends lore from A to Z. My name is Rebecca. And I'm John. My name is Mark. Today we're talking about the Spirit Walker, Odir, who was released December 2nd, 2009, and was reworked August 10th, 2022. We always are like, when did he get reworked? So I was like, I'm going to look it up this time. <laughs> nice. That's pretty recent. Because I had yeah. that exact question about to spew out of my mouth. Right? Thank you for saving me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I knew it was recent. It was recent, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Real recent. Real yeah, very. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah that's Udyr. <laughs> what's uh, what's Udyr sound like? Surprising is one thing. Sure, that's it. Yeah, I, I didn't even I didn't look up his voice until like today. Yeah, we were on the couch and we we had the uh, Chromebook out, which is new, and I'm listening to it and I'm like, is like the sound on this just weird? <laughs> uh, it did sound better when I listened to it, um, like elsewhere later. Not like not it doesn't sound like bad. It's phone. just like better you, speakers. You yeah, don't get a Chromebook mm. for the audio quality. No, <laughs> no. You get it because it came free with your internet. <laughs> uh, yeah, to... I was gonna just wing it, and then I heard his voice, and I was like, "Man, I'm glad I didn't just wing it." What that would wasn't you have done? I yeah, I wish you would have. I, I need both now. I need the, what would you have done if you would wing it? I think it, it was going to be growly. Which it, it which, is. Which it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it was definitely not going to have that kind of like Russian hint to yeah. it. It's probably just more growly. More growly and yelly, maybe. Oh, yelly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Would it be kind of like the like a wolf impression type from like, think Kindred? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's probably more like what I had in my head. Okay. So who wants to do their actual Udyr impression first? Oh, uh, why don't we each just talk about our impressions? Yeah, let's <laughs> allow <laughs> the listener really content, to just right? imagine it, right? <laughs> Create a, uh, a soundscape, if you will. You'll have to do it on your own because right. we will not be providing it today. I'll go first because mine's going to be the worst because I can't do growly man voices. <clears throat> I'm no good with people. That's pretty good. I think you did a good job no, on that one. No, it wasn't, but thank you. Yeah, it was beautiful. Damn, okay. But growly. <laughs> I need more growl in it. More gravel. I need to gargle rocks. Sure. Um, what's the one that I had? Is uh, No one survives life. Oh, that's good. How do you get that? No one survives. I have a lot of phlegm in my throat. <laughs> you have a lot of phlegm in I have a lot of phlegm in my throat right now. I can feel it building. I was like, good, good. I need this. <laughs> Lubricate that throat for me. <laughs> Gather my army. Yes. Um, hmm. I have missed you, Lee. Let our spirits meld. Let us spar. Damn, how you guys get all growly? Do you have phlegm in your throat, too? Always. <laughs> We're sick, constantly. <laughs> you are drinking a very sweet mead that I... Mm. I don't even know if I'd call it sweet. I don't know More what it sour, is. sour, almost. Yeah, it was really sour. John was like, mm, what does this nope. taste like? This tastes like something, and you gave it to me, and I definitely pulled several I still faces. can't put my finger on and it. And I was like, it tastes like a warhead. <laughs> it's not my favorite, I'll tell you. <laughs> I was not a fan of the mead he's drinking. Anyway. What's the... Oh, go ahead. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah. I was going to ask more about the mead, but that's fine. I'll figure it out later. It's not related. <laughs> um, on the universe page, he has a bio, two short stories, and uh, what they call realistic model artwork, which is interesting. It's like, what if Udir was a person? A real one, though. <laughs> it's called cosplaying. They should have just gotten some guy. Right. They dress up as Udir real quick. Yeah. It's easy yeah. enough to find him. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, yeah, it was, uh, uh-huh. you know, it was Udyr. What? That's my thought. What? On what? <laughs> we haven't even talked about anything yet. I was just talking about what's on his page. Yeah. It was all, right. all pretty much Udyr. I'm going to go for the bio. This is, uh, I think, the the longest notes for a bio I have ever taken. Oh, shit. Ever. There is I... so much. It is an entire life. This man is apparently 80. <laughs> he's not a young man, right? which I, I don't think I realize. I like that, though. I like that he's like, you know, he's like 50-something, probably. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I, I did, as I was reading it, I was, A, very surprised at the length. Um, and B, I was like, I think Rebecca's going to have to take some notes on this shit. Cause I can't remember <laughs> I know. this shit off the top of my head. Yeah, I know. I was so tired today. And a part of me was like, can I wing that? And then, no, bitch, <laughs> no, you cannot. You're not going to, you can barely wing the short ones. <laughs> so. Don't even remember Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a rat and zon. That's literally it. Oh shit. I'm, I stand corrected. Uh, anyway, though, yeah. Udir was a not so normal boy in the Frau Yord. It's rare I get to say that one. He didn't start normal at all. He was boring during a red moon, which only happens when a spirit walker is born, but Udir was the most powerful walker to ever live. And they knew this immediately, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, some real D&D <laughs> shit right there. I know, it was really like instantly. The moon couldn't predict what he would become. You know. Anyway, most spirit walkers <laughs> can only hear one kind of spirit, but Udir hears all of them, which is his childhood, not so good. Just constantly hearing like spirits bitching at him all the time. Time. Spirit walkers were brought in to train him, but couldn't really? You're supposed to let the spirits in, not close them out, which seems really easy for them to all say. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like four-year-old boys screaming because he's constantly hearing like every everything, all of it. Mm-hmm. It's not just like someone can hear everyone's thoughts, which that seems overwhelming, but it's like also the trees and every blade of grass. I don't know. Like it's everything. Right. You know what I love about that bit is they say like all that shit, inanimate objects, and then the dead, the living, and also the deathless, which is a really important thing to call out in Rune Terror. Yeah. There's a non insignificant portion of <laughs> deathless people just about. There's not like there's more than five. And that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> just that we know of. Right. Um Okay, hang on. All right. One day when he was really young, the Frost Guard came to take him. He hid and literally everyone was murdered. Udir felt all that. So he used the forest spirits to throw a mountain on the Frost Guard. Take that, Viego. <laughs> you think you can throw mountains? <laughs> Just you wait. Udir wandered for a really long time until he came across the Winter's Claw. They took him in and he bonded with the War Mother's daughter, Kalkia, who is Sejuani's mom, for those who remember uh, yeah, that was going well for a bit until a, back, a pack of hungry wolves got too close to camp and Udir just became a hungry wolf himself. <laughs> and he almost killed a child, so he was banished from the Winter's Claw. He lived in the mountains alone for a while. Kalkia would visit him, and when she was made war mother of her tribe, she listed, lifted Uzir's ban. But he was afraid to hurt someone again and refused. But he did promise to protect Kalkia and the people she loves, so I guess that's why he feels like bound to protect Sejuani later. I really am going to need a reminder about Kalkia and the, her mother and Sejuani's relationship because I did not really remember it <laughs> getting through yeah. this. Kalkia, uh, if they I remember correctly, along. Kalkia and Sejuani do not get along. No, Sejuani no, 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 no. really likes Kalkia's mom, though. Yes, Sejuani basically called her her mother a whore right. in the story. that For marrying yes. someone in <laughs> yeah. the southern Leg, tribe. Legs spread and a belly full of meat. And I'm sure we made that joke like, damn, she sounds cool as hell, Sejuani. I don't know why. 
<laughs> also, Sejuani has like 10 husbands. Like, you're one to talk. <laughs> Sejuani. Well, you know, I don't know, Which man. there's nothing wrong with that, but just, you know. It was appearance. just a weird comment. She's just being mean. I don't know. She is a meanie pants. She's, She's a meanie pants. Yeah. She also does like a lot of murder. She does That's do the murder overlooked. and then the whole like gruesome bear summoning. That wasn't good. Anyway, we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, eventually Lee Sin sought Udir out since he was learning to figure out the whole like dragon spirit thing he had going on. So I uh, thought they could learn together. Udir didn't want to go. So Lee Sin challenged him to fight and they fought each other and were too evenly matched. And that made Udir go, I guess I'll go to Ionia. <laughs> you know, like you do. Yeah. Like, it was you ever, better You ever strive. just get into like a brawl with someone on the street <laughs> and then neither of you win so you go move to their house <laughs> i do love how often they have to make champions fight and then like come to a standstill i was just that like they've got yeah. like fucking rengar and kazix they've mm-hmm. got katarina and talon just like they can't have someone be better yeah <laughs> they yeah. have to fight to a standstill. true yeah it is yeah for sure well, on the way to Ionia, they became besties. But when they got to the Harana Monastery, it was during the Noxus invasion. Udir helped out, like helped fight him off, though. And afterwards, they were able to train with the abbot. Udir trained there for a really long time. And both he and Lee Sin learned a lot about their magic and how to control their, their beasts, their little beasties. Udir eventually found that was really condescending. I'm so sorry. <laughs> they probably worked really hard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like a really serious like We're discovery, so, self-discovery like, journey. Right? Like, beastie besties, beastie besties. That is their new ship name. Adir <laughs> uh, eventually felt like he couldn't learn anything more in Ionia and needed to go home. Leeson gave him a blindfold to return one day. Based on the short stories, it sounds like he's never going to do that, but it's okay, Leeson. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Which is real romantic. Yeah. Odir now wears it around his hand. When Odir got back to the Freljord, he discovered, like, the war between Ash and Sejuani. Basically, Odir heard that Ash was trying to unite the Freljord, which Odir feels like would kill the spirit of the land. And th- I need more about this. I need more. Yeah, <laughs> I need a little I bit more information. <laughs> yeah, this kind of seems like some some boomer bullshit, right? It's... Like, like, maybe he heard, like, uh, I don't know, like, like, See, like back in my day, we used to fight each other. Yeah, and we like, were he happy just kind for of blames it. everything bad on anything new that he doesn't understand. It's like peace, I, but mm. we've only known conflict. This will destroy everything. I could see that, but it, the way they had kind of phrased it was that Ash is trying to unite everyone under one banner. Which, in a way, you can kind of take that as she's absorbing tribes and their culture. So I, I don't really know how we're how it's going. Is this like the melting pot that we were told about growing up, which is just I mean, that's kind of what Sedge is doing too, though, right? That's true. I guess I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. And if it's I don't the, know. If, if it's about I, the violence, then but Lissandra is like... doing a lot of violence too, and he doesn't seem cool with Lissandra either. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that's true. I mean, I think the other thing too is in the bio, it specifically is like, okay, the spirit of the Freljord is all about conflict and growth through it, and just dealing with the harsh climate. And I feel like Ash uniting everybody isn't going to make it easier like that much easier to live in the Freljord it's still a cold piece of shit to live in yeah and there's definitely there's people who are not going to unite with them you know what I mean like there's also 
there's so many monsters there. There's like sure. devil bear worshippers, and then there's trolls who chomp on toes, and like you're still gonna have plenty of fights. And you know, several, you know, you know, two people who were specifically trying to make there be less hardship and less conflict in the Freljord. Two of the three god spirits. So if they're on board with making That's things easier, true. then what the fuck? Like, what are the, does he know anything I, about the god spirits? I think they know more about... He, but he does. He should. He must, he was right? by one of them. <laughs> he was by, yeah, okay. We need to get through this, because I have so many okay, thoughts yeah, about yeah, this yeah, fucking, right. this little line. Because this, like, uh, this is his big mo- like, mm-hmm. motivator for like a lot yes. of what he does in the back half of the bio. And I really feel like you could explain instead that he has a loyalty to Sejuani. I don't know. I think that's it. That's all you need. Yes. yes. It would have been so Fucking easy. thank you. He's loyal to Sejuani. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's fine. That's enough of a motivation. Exactly. Completely agree. Completely agree. And okay. like, maybe if they want out, so I'm getting no, ahead it's okay. of it I still have like, like four like, paragraphs left to get through shockingly. Know, right? So much still happens. Like, maybe if they wanted to use it as a justification for like, well, this is how he was able to get other shapeshifters or like, you know, other spirit walkers on his side. But like, that is also such a small part of the story and we never see the other spirit walkers again. So it's completely unimportant that that happened. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know why you would... It, it makes so much more sense that you would harp on the Sejuani thing because they, they go into them having like, not in the bio really, but in the other story, they have like a father-daughter relationship. And so much of what we talked about in the Freljord is about like parent-child relationships, right? Sejuani and her mom, Ash and her mom, right? Like keep harping on it. Like that's the through line for the whole region. Why are we doing this stupid like spirit of Freljord will crumble if everyone isn't fucking killing each other all the time <laughs> shit? I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't. It's weird. Well, Udir went back to the Winter's Claw. That's when he meets Sejuani, um, who was kind of reluctant to let him join. But over the years, they helped each other a lot. And like we said, they have a very father-daughter relationship. Sometime after this, the Spirit Walker summoned Udir down south. But on the way, he met an old woman in a big coat. And I couldn't not picture the little rascals. <laughs> All I was thinking about. It's just a bunch of poros in a coat. Oh my god, yes. Basically, she asked him to do uh, her a bunch of favors that were impossible. When he failed them, she gave him bread and water that was really salty and cold, and the old lady laughed at him. Um, then she took off her coat, and all the rascals fell out. <laughs> no, it was really a bunch of magic. Um, he woke up and has new magic now, apparently. He was tested by the Seal Sister. What the fuck is that? What the fuck just happened? What's the seal sister? So she's another one of like the god spirits. We there are there's yeah. Anivia, Orn, and Volibear, right? Isn't that it? And there's like there's other ones that aren't champions. There's like the seal sister. Yeah. There's the oh, Ironborn. God, we probably talked about this, and I just don't remember. It was so long ago. It doesn't get. She doesn't get a lot of play. She the seal doesn't. sister is like. Does she yeah, look like a seal? This is probably the most she's been. Are there seals? Fucking god! Apparently, she looks like an old woman in a coat. Yeah. You know, a really or, big coat, an enormous a of, coat. Bunch of children in a coat. Who knows? Right? <laughs> just, they were really, um, they really, you know, emphasize the big coat, which I get now. Why? That's where she keeps her magic. But this, yeah, I guess, this was such a weird part. Of it the comes bio. out of nowhere. They wrote this separately and had to like cut paste it. It's like somewhere. one line of something that should be its own short story, 
if they wanted us to give a shit because it kind of sounds good they they said I, I, had him do a bunch of impossible oh, no, tasks that he inevitably failed like that Uh-oh. sounds cool that, that sounds, sounds like a hercules that sounds how, that i want to hear the story to a fun tirade like what were they <laughs> right? i'm so confused it's uh, i think mark froze oh yeah he did a little bit there it's okay um yeah it's it's this raises more questions than anything um if you're gonna include it like commit to it make it a short story expand on it more don't yada yada over it over all the interesting stuff yeah i caught the very last end of that but i completely agree (laughs) it's so for it's a it's a very long bio too so why are we wasting all this like all this extra time on this random fucking thing that just happened and it doesn't seem like it comes up again because it kind of makes it sound like this gave him superpowers or some shit and the only time that this could be seen i guess in any of the other lore is maybe him breaking free of volibear's uh, you know thrall late but i guess <laughs> at all that would be a like, good way of reincorporating it if they had it, mentioned it, it in that like, story i would be okay with yeah. it they're like oh and the surge of power from the seal mother he's tasting like salt fine. in his mouth and like <laughs> oh, yeah, so, oh this is too it. salty right be really great. Good. tastes just like it seal it's like <laughs> mm, mm, blubber right <laughs> Um, you know, we read bios where it's like they obviously wrote the bio and then some stories happened and they had to kind of tack them on at the end. It feels like that, it does. but that didn't happen. No. So why is it written that way? I don't know. <laughs> um, I do have one more paragraph of the bio. A little bit more happens. Odir <laughs> uh, gets to his fellow spirit walkers who tell him that something's something's wrong. It's feeling weird. They feel like the land is dying. Odir is like, it's that bitch Ash. And uh, they all agree to fight. <laughs> They all he's never even met her, <laughs> sir. <laughs> right. Uh they all agree to fight yeah, against <laughs> Avarosa. I guess they've never they haven't seen any of the purple holes around the purple glowy holes that are around with the void in it. Did they mm. not know about do they not feel the void? Their spirit they're connected to all the spirits. I guess that could be interesting That's is that there's nothing question. to connect to there. But just an emptiness. Yeah. That would but then be they cool. would feel that. Sandra more. It's probably so quiet up so there. So fucking quiet. <laughs> Yeah, I, I kind of like that idea. And I'd love to see spirit walkers affected by the void and what oh, that oh, turns yeah. into. Oh, yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. They're a really cool idea, I will say. The spirit walkers in general, mm-hmm. they're kind of like the wargs and stuff like that. It's neat. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that's it. Now Finally. that we're done with all that. <laughs> yeah, thank God. I'm going to throw a word out. Let me know if this word resonates Ooh. with y'all. Uh, bloated. Does that word resonate yeah, 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 with y'all? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Okay. Bloated great, cool. is feel- really good. Yeah. They, I, okay. I get there's a lot that I had to go over, but it's like there were five short stories they wrote, five, six or seven short stories they wrote, and they had to kind of smush them together. Yeah. In this so none bio. of them are particularly well expanded on. So some things needed to be expanded more, and then other things really could have been summarized. <laughs> sure. Or excised. I think some, some of it, I think, is the way it's written because it reads very much like, and next this and next Uder did this mm-hmm. and next this and where it's like okay there's not really a, a strong flow and then some of it's like um like the seal sister is a good example of what the fuck is this why is this even in here <laughs> why is that there? um i think i think like the 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 thing with him and calcia stood out to me a lot because it it's it's so weird that he has like they talk about so much his relationship with Cal- calcia and then later on the relationship with sejuani i think it should have just been condensed down to just sejuani right like Really, just heart again. Harp on the the familial, pater, like paternal, you know, father daughter thing, and and 
through that, he interacts with Kalkia and I assume has some sort of romantic relationship based on his quotes. <laughs> I don't know exactly. I'll be curious. Um, you know, I don't know. It's just like it's it's weird to me that they 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 spend so much time with it in the the first part of the bio, and it doesn't really seem to matter at all. Know, it doesn't is really is get, she still matter. alive? That's a good question. I don't actually know because he did swear to I protect her and, and those she loves, and I would think it would bother him that she's not here. That Sejuani thinks so little of her. Um, I don't know. I mean. I mean, I feel like honestly, too, if you're talking about that they have such a strong relationship, like what what does Sejuani feel about him coming back? Like, I feel like she'd be really fucking mad at him. It's like you you left, like you were supposed to be here for me, and you left, and yeah, you've come back for whatever reason, but but you, you know, also like, why, leave again you know, all the time. <laughs> sure, right? You know, I so I I don't know, I. I, I, I don't want to like harp on it. Like I don't want to be like so negative about Udyr because I really liked that one story and like, uh, you know, I, I I'm more into like the Lee Sin. I think the the Lee Sin relationship feels the strongest because it too. gets the most like, um, yeah. I think just like just the um, like Lee giving him that token right feels the most like uh, like I'm only trying to say like grounded almost or like okay I've got an idea of kind of a connection. Like I feel you it feel more than I feel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, they love sending people from just all over the world to Ionia to, Ionia, to apprentice other <laughs> yeah. people. I know. Yeah, there there are some things I, I really liked, too. Just, again, the Spirit Walkers in general, like we said, are really cool. I like him going to Ionia and seeing such a, a difference in how peaceful it is there. Although not at first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he immediately has to fight off some That's true. Yeah. <laughs> And then him having to, well, you know to give up that peace and someone he really, really cares about to go to hell, essentially. <laughs> this place sucks. It probably it sucks so bad. Nice, I'm really yeah. sorry. <laughs> Especially right now. The yeah, bear scene. Come on, man. We heard that bear story again. And I'm like, man, God, you gave up Ionia for this. He even was thinking about Ionia at some point. He's like, I need to think about the nice, pretty trees. Right. <laughs> I'm lose I think my that's mind. what I like. About that's also what makes the relationship feel the most strong is because mm-hmm. in the future stories it's something that really affects his character that he's like kind of hearkening back to which yeah. is really cool. Yeah. Um, and then also again, I this is what we were saying earlier, just really harp on the Sejuani connection because it's like the reason that he leaves that in the first place is just that he's he's essentially hard stuck. He's like, oh, I can't get out of Diamond. I gotta go back to Freljord <laughs> so I can get into Masters, right? right? Which is like. Yeah, whatever. But if it was more like, okay, my kind of daughter, Sejuani, you know, I is in trouble. There's some, you know, wild shit happening, well, and I gotta go be there then? for her. I don't think Sejuani was born yet. Oh uh, well, they should change that then. <laughs> okay, <laughs> they should just. <laughs> he should have just left when she was young, and then they should. He should go back. She's and, pretty young when he meets her, I think. Um, mm. Although it's still in charge, she's like the new war mother or something like that. She's young and kind of lost, and he's like, "Oh, she needs my guidance." And also was Kalkia's daughter, so he felt like he should help her. But yeah, I don't think this- she was alive yet. I don't think he knew her. Okay, because the last well, time he should, sees Kalkia the- is like when he's like, "I'm not going back." And then they never see yeah. I guess it just makes more sense in my mind that he he see like he develops that strong paternal relationship with her. He has to leave for some reason, maybe 
flesh out a little bit more of why he leaves. You know, maybe being in the frail yard sucks too much ass for him in his current condition. You know, he's got his own personal reasons that he has to go. And it's it, it creates a lot of conflict between the two. And he also still cares for her. And that's the driving, the pull, the thing that pulls him back away from Lee Sin. Oh, there's just a lot of interpersonal, like, stuff you can really do with all that. And it's way more compelling than, like, uh, there's a great threat to the spirit of Freljord or he needs to level up, right? Like, fuck that shit. You know what I mean? Especially, I don't know, because if that, it makes it lame that that's his driving motivation. He gets back to Freljord, and like it's whatever, and then he just randomly encounters a seal spirit, fails all of her tests, and then is just given a ton more power. Like, what was it all for? <laughs> I he didn't he it's, didn't it's work so hard for to say, it at all. It's just a well, he tried. I guess I I read it as like he tried. Yeah, like it's like any those. Yeah, like he knew they, he was going to fail old, the test, but he did them anyway. Sure, or he didn't even know, but he was true of heart. Like mm-hmm. any old, any old like fairy tale. You meet some old person on the road, and they ask you to do something, and you, if you don't do it, you get fucked. But if you do it, you, you're a good person, right? <laughs> like I don't know. It's so hard because it's a paragraph about some god character that we've really not seen in it's lore so ever before. It's so strange. But I like the idea of her as like a the little bit we see of like a, a fun playful like benevolent trickster god in the frail yard that's fun yeah i'd like to see her get some more play yeah that would be nice if how. we got that story or <laughs> sure what do you think she would ask him to do that would be like impossible i know i was trying melt to this true ice. i was gonna say oh, melt yeah. true ice was one of the first things that came to mind mm-hmm. um oh you know that brings to mind one of his quotes i read was about how the what what Ash is doing is causing True Ice to to melt, is what seems to be some of the big existential threat. I don't know. I'm just basing it off of like yeah. one champion quote. I'm just telling you. But it's, it's okay. So you're right. The Ash is doing the same shit that Sejuani's doing. So why is Sejuani absor- is absorbing tribes as well? Why is that okay? But the way Ash is doing it isn't okay. I guess because Ashes doesn't cause conflict and therefore they don't grow from it. I don't know. You know man. who causes I- the most conflict? <laughs> Volibear. Oh, Volibear. You know who's his least favorite mm. <laughs> of the god spirits? Volibear. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Volibear's murdering kids and shit, man. You should love him if right? that's what that's you want your for jam, baby. <laughs> if you survive the Volibear, you've definitely grown a lot, I guess. I don't know. I, could, I Yeah, I agree. It's it's. I, throw it out. Throw, throw it all out. out. Start just, over. This is yeah, the new yeah, one. throw it out. <laughs> Well, I'm. <laughs> that's why I feel bad almost like I know, harping on it. I know. It's, like, it's just there's, this is really new. There's a lot of pieces, you know. and they need to put some of them back. <laughs> <laughs> there's some pieces to the some wrong pieces puzzle. To the up wrong in here. puzzle. That is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> this is cool. not the yeah, right like puzzle. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I would love to see. I really like. Um, okay, so here was the other thing I talked. I we had, back in Talia, I had thought the idea of like her spending some time with Udir could be mm. kind of fun um and I, I still think that could be good i i feel less that way after seeing his bio i'm like oh man i don't know if you got the room for talia in this <laughs> in this fucking thing but if you cut it down a little bit i think it could really work i think it would really work well with some of the elements to come up in the um the the Ursine story i don't remember the name i didn't write it down oh, yeah, the, um in the in the silence silence for the damned yeah um so maybe we'll talk. Maybe I'll I'll talk about it more after we do that one because some stuff comes up about Udir there as well. That also is like there's even more shit revealed about him in that that doesn't even get. They didn't have the room in this yeah. to like include it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I really want to see him actually meet Ash because he hasn't. 
Mm-hmm. This is just kind of he hurts some rubers and he's like, ah, oh, that she's that that gal's messing it up. That's what's happening. It, the the whole correlation causation thing. <laughs> yeah. You're right. He is a boomer. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the way it's written is like Udir knew that this would blah blah blah, and I was like, okay, it's like, are we supposed to? I assume we're supposed to just like see. Okay, that's just Udir's perspective, and who knows if it's right at all. Um, but he seems pretty in tune with like the spirits of the lands. So like, that's why I want him to spend time with Talia, is because he could. Them, them spending time together could give him a chance to kind of articulate his perspective a bit and defend that position more, I'm, right? And inform me, the reader. I'm curious, too, <laughs> you know? if there are trickster spirit gods. Are there also just, like, spirits that are just want to, like, just are just down for mischief? Mm-hmm. Like, ev- everyone that, that died, like, old Winter's Claw that died fighting Ash or whatever... They're just like feeding bad information to Udi. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yeah, that's fucking honestly. funny, dude. Kind of how to get the spear walkers it. on our yeah. side, man. <laughs> but wait, the Freljord is really dying. Eh, it's not our fucking problem. So it is probably the void, right? That's killing the spirit of the Freljord. Is we that, know that what the we... void is melting the 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 dark? ice the black ice whatever lasandra uh, has up there we yeah. know that it's melting that i don't see why it wouldn't also be melting it's, i would ice. assume that they're causing an imbalance if everything's kind of about balance i don't I have know. no idea to be honest that's like the big thing is like i don't know this this doesn't get a lot of explanation and it's kind of written as like Uder just made a judgment call he's really? like well yeah. it's all about conflict and if we're not going to be fighting then this is going to fuck things up it's like i don't know man that's a really big assumption to make based on very little information but um right he had like, know, he had, like one good meditation sesh in ionia and this is what he decided <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i have some I don't thoughts know. about his uh, ionian meditation sessions by the way oh yeah for future stories okay but okay all right um here let me see what did i have for notes on this one i think i got through most of them uh oh it's <laughs> It did say specifically that he hears the needs and wants of everything around him constantly flooding his mind. And like That's rough, bud. Are we talking all wants? Um, like, you know, those wants too. Those wants? Elaborate. What I don't know. I prefer not to what think about Ask <laughs> for that. That's uh, how he says it too, yeah. <laughs> Every time. And then uh, that that whole thing with Uder kind of losing his mind said like Uder lost himself in the fog of the pack's madness and hunger, attacking and nearly killing a child because the uh, the pack kind of had was like sick, probably rabies or whatever. And that's what happens when you don't get your vaccine, folks. Mm. Uder get your gets fantasy rabies, rabies and vaccine. comes for your children. <laughs> <laughs> so vaccinate your wild dogs today. Yeah. <laughs> sure, yeah, it's important, I suppose. If you can catch them. Okay, so here's something. Um, there's like two or three moments where it's like, and then everything changed. There's like in a span of three paragraphs, yes, two I... of those paragraphs start with <laughs> that all changed when the Fire Nation attacked. <laughs> I literally the... had to like control F to see how often that shit was used in the story. I was like, how how are, are they doing? Is this just quick succession? And like those were the only like three times I think, but it happened so back to back to back. You shouldn't it have stuck yeah. out. That, you wouldn't put that phrase twice in an entire novel. 
So to do with three times in a bio, like I would, you would know, an editor would point that out. Be like, you already used this phrase, dumbass. No, they wouldn't say yes. that. But yeah, I had noticed it because I was kept, in, when I was doing my notes, be like, eventually this happened. Like, I just said that. <laughs> but there's no other way to mm-hmm. say what, what they just did. It stuck yeah. out to me because anytime I read something like that, you inevitably add to the end of it. And then the fire nation the fire attacked. Nation attack, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It's maybe you could get away with it twice in something that's a little longer. I, uh, I'm, I'm, I, get, I give them leeway, but the fact that it's like, like I said, three paragraphs, two of them have that at the start is like, uh, uh-uh, we need uh-uh. something needs to change here. Ironically, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah, it's all my notes for the bio. All right. That was a lot. Yeah, we're 34 bio. minutes in and we're just done with the bio. It's a long It was a long Using bio. our new system, it's it's 19.54 repeating, of course, twitches. <laughs> so it's it's a lot. <laughs> That's about how big Udir is as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It all lines up. See, they knew what they were doing. But uh All right. So the the short story, the color story is A Walk with the Voices and I think this was out before his rework i didn't actually. understand it um, at all <laughs> i also feel that way okay. i was gonna ask for y'all to help oh, but no. apparently we're all just gonna <laughs> we're gonna figure it out together um who's this by by the way i didn't write down the uh, the credits michael luo is it michael luo yeah yeah um so this is udir kind of upon his initial return to the Freljord from ionia and i guess the monks gave him like a fun little riddle like hey if you need to figure out where to go you know what has you know what what walks on two legs in the morning or whatever you know bullshit you know some old bullshit um and it takes them to a frozen lake and uh this frozen lake i guess is some sort of site that other shaman have gone to and he's kind of kneeling down in front of the lake and it starts roiling and something bursts out and it's a big old ice monster and the ice monster starts kind of like speaking to him in his mind and and trying to goad him into giving into like the rage that he feels and, and you know it's attacking him too and he's he's trying to very willfully not give in you know he he's I, i'm not i won't give in i won't give in and he's trying to deflect the attacks and eventually he gives in and he udears out and he kills the thing and when he kills it it sort of like dissipates as if it was never really there and it was like a test or something in his mind and he's like i am who i am um <laughs> And that's really the end of the story, honestly. It like, was. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know, like, I don't know. I think it's like the big thing for me with this one, this didn't do a lot for me, is that, like, it doesn't really excite as an action piece. It's not, like, terribly descriptive or evocative in its description of the fight. And then, um, I don't understand the stakes of, like, what's at stake? What happens if he gives in? What does it mean if he gives in or doesn't give in? I don't know. Right? Yeah, it was. It was confusing. Confusing, yeah. Uh, I'm glad you guys were also confused because sometimes I read a story and I get confused and I feel like a big old idiot. But I had, I, I remembered instances of you saying that like oh, I didn't get it. I must be dumb. I was like, well, no. I mean, you know. Uh, but I had that exact feeling. I was like, I feel like no one's gonna get this, and I really hope that's the case. <laughs> yeah. So this one was, yeah, this one was odd. Um, let's let's start at the beginning. I'll, I'll, I'll walk you through the prophecy here. Sure. Below sure. Winter's Peak. Nature's pure life essence flows, now transformed to glass. 
which Udyr has taken as um, it's a frozen lake under uh, a mountain. You know how many fucking frozen lakes under mountains there are in the Freljord? I'll give you a hint. Another one is mentioned in another Udyr story. The, like, <laughs> I'd assume all the water was frozen. In yeah, the all of it has right? to be. How the hell? Immediately. I, I, <laughs> John's I like at a loss for words. He's shaking with rage. <laughs> I like the idea that the monks at Iodia have no idea to, like how cold it is at the Freljord. Like, right. the really They're like, there must be only one frozen pond. Yes. <laughs> this is this will give him the information he needs. <laughs> and he's like, God, I gotta right? check every goddamn frozen pond. This isn't like right? Song of Nunu where they're like, go to the winged mountain, which is a very obvious physical destination. Not a spot spoiler mm. for song mm. of nunu it's like the first two minutes of the game but <laughs> yeah going to okay, the I, frozen I lake under the cold mountain not helpful <laughs> he does say he specifically goes to a mountain called winter spike which i assume is where like what guides him i just read it as like well to me it was like this seems like a very simple riddle this is the riddle you put in front of like a D party because like i want to make it pretty clear that like hey you got to go to a somewhere where the water is frozen right and they're still gonna <laughs> like, take 45 minutes to correct that code they still check every fucking frozen lake except for the one that you you, you tried to send them to right because one of them um, wants to check the frozen lake that the mammoth fell into when sejuani's hunting party failed to kill it <laughs> and it climbed off a know. mountain and into the water <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, yeah. I thought it was funny too. I forget the context for this quote in the in the story, but there was a quote that said, "Soon they joined together into the shape he had most feared." The rabbit. Oh, this must have been the spirit popping out and turning into a tiger, basically. Um, yeah. Yeah. Soon they joined together into the shape he had most feared: the ravenous tiger. Which we don't get a lot of context for why he's most afraid of tigers. Um, of all things but my theory is that that is a spirit he used to be able to turn into and can't anymore post rework and maybe that's why he's afraid of it the most uh, so maybe this was post rework who knows huh. I think it's I know it's pre because I was looking it up before before we did this episode I was just curious to see what people's reactions were because I didn't fucking get it um and people were like oh Udyr got some story I wonder if they're gonna rework him soon and I was like oh okay yeah this must. This probably was written with the intention of like, hey, we're going to rework him soon, so mm. this will be what, what goes on. Hopefully, because um, if he can turn into a tiger spirit and still fears tigers the most, that's weird as hell. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it feels weird. Like, it's it's if you didn't have the context, like, if you were coming to, to it now and you've only known new Udyr, it is weird that, like, why, why a tiger? Why so specific? Why that's a tiger? What I had, why so that specific? was what I had thought. I was like, what the, why a tiger? Yeah. I thought they were going to cycle through, like, okay, they'll go through some of the other, like, the, the turtle and some of the other stuff that he, he could have done, but it was just the tiger. It was only the tiger. I don't know. Yeah. it was. I don't get it. It was very weird. Um, it was a gr- This was a great opportunity for them to showcase his forms, his capabilities yeah. as a spirit walker. Um, but yeah, yeah, like you said, we this, this action piece is light on the action, so we don't actually get to see any of that. Um, yeah, there's like a like the example I would draw is that there's a bit where the the ice monster attacks him and he does his little protective whatever turtle stance is now I guess the boar iron boar stance um, to deflect it and the description is just like well it charged and he, a magical shield surrounded him and knocked him back and there's no like 
There's no like spice to it. There's no like, ooh, hot magical sparks flew off and like sizzled in the snow or, you know, etc. Shards of ice like shrapnel flew from the impact. It's just like it hit him and he blocked it. it What's next, right? It sounded like almost like someone who was a little bored of writing it, but was like the players <laughs> They'll get it, right? Like, this is enough. They'll, like, they'll get it that it's enough. turtle. It's whatever. <laughs> God, that's so fucking accurate. Holy shit. Uh, also, yeah. the, the impression I got was that what he was fighting was a spirit, right? It seemed like that, kind of. Yeah. So I yeah. do find it fun that, like, Udyr's whole thing is like, oh, no, the spirits are dying. It's got to be that Avarosan wench. And yeah, but, but meanwhile, I'm just going to straight up murder the spirit real quick. <laughs> He tries not to for a bit. I guess we can give him that. I don't know. <laughs> spirit was just being like, hey, man, stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. See, so maybe some that of the spirits true. deserve to die, Udyr. Mm. You ever think about that? <laughs> some of them are yeah, dicks. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I don't, I, don't, I don't quite get it. I don't I don't know. That's the thing where it's like, I don't, again, it comes back to like, I don't know what this means for him as a character, ultimately. What does it mean that he kind of accepts that he has to be who he is? Was that really a conflict that he was trying to be someone he's not, right? Like this not fight guy, but he is <laughs> a fight, fight guy, guy, so he's got to... <laughs> but is fight guy. That's but really, is fight guy. That really seems to be the conflict, right? So like, I'm not, I'm someone who doesn't fight, but actually I am someone who fights and I have to accept that. And it's like, okay, I don't know. Was that ever in question? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's all I got for this one. This one was yeah, yeah. it was it was not a lot to sink your teeth into on this one. Mm-mm. A lot to scratch your head on on this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the there is a little moment I do like where he he after he gives in and like they talk about how the flames start kind of rippling across his skin. Eh, that was pretty cool. Like his phoenix, his old phoenix stance. It's like eh, that's, a, that's a neat visual, and they do that again in the um the next story we're going to talk about, but way cooler anyway. So uh, it's like a little preview almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Uh, but yeah, you want to talk about the, is it the voices of the... Silence of silence Dam? for the Damned. Queen of the Damned. Silence for the Damned. Yeah. I didn't write this one down <laughs> By either. Odin Who wrote this Schaefer. one? Hey, man, this was a fucking good yeah, one. Like, oh we my talked God. about this one for Sedge. Um, this one still fucking slaps. So again... It's so good. If you're going to read one Udyr story, make it Silence for the Damned. Dude, it's, this is... I. Oh my god! This is one that's that's quickly climbing up in my ranks of like some of my favorite like pieces after coming back to it. Um, but yeah, so a lot of it is told from Udyr's perspective. I kind of forgot how much of it's yeah, from, from his perspective. Um, so he is essentially kind of he's he's seeking out Sejuani and the Winter's Claw because uh, the, so what's happening is that the Winter's Claw are are getting ready to raid a a city that is across a river, um, and. They are going to call on the power of the Earth sign and the Vola Bear to do so, and Udir is is desperately trying to to get to Sejuani and convince her not to do that. Um, and, and he kind of gets to her, and he is trying to tell her to you know attack a, a weaker target. You know, you can go around and go get someone else. Um, but the situation is too desperate. Um, the the weather is getting too wor- too bad. They they need the Earth sign, and ironically enough, they need Udir to help with calling the Vola Bear. So they do this fucked up ritual to get the ursine and the volibear to show up 
and they do when first come the humans who are all fucked up and then come the bears who are all fucked up and then come the weird mix of the two and other things who are all fucked up uh, and eventually comes along there the, the speaker for the vola bear who we do learn is I guess Udir's first ap- apprentice like yeah. he tried to apprentice a spirit walker and failed him so completely that that person whose name is like Carrick or something it also starts with a K I didn't write it I don't remember down uh, we'll, we'll go with Big K. Um, Big K is um, <laughs> is is now mostly just kind of like a vo- like just used as like a harbinger or like kind of voice for the Volibear spirit. Uh, so Sejuani is kind of asking Volibear to to help with this fight, and Volibear sort of casts this weird sort of spell on on everybody to to kind of trick her almost into kind of pledging herself and her tribe to the Volibear. Which we kind of assume will turn them into like Ursine, right? Will kind of like eventually lead them to being fucked up as well. And Udir kind of in that moment is able to sort of break free of of the the, the trance and, and and kind of in turn get Sejuani to sort of break free and uh, and and through it they're able to get Volibear and the Ursine's help uh, without having to commit themselves to being turning into bear people or whatever. Uh, and then it kind of just kind of cuts to the aftermath where what Udir had kind of said is that. If you do this, you're not going to grow. You're not going to get any any thralls, you know, slaves. You're not going to get anyone who can be kind of absorbed into the tribe as a warrior. They're just going to fucking kill everything. And that's exactly what happens is the Ursine have just destroyed and sacked this entire city. Um, and then there's a little confrontation between the Volibear, who did show up, like the, I don't know, spirit avatar of the Volibear, or maybe Volibear himself. I'm not 100%. Uh, and Udir, and there's there's a very specific confrontation between the two where Udir is, is very much kind of planting the flag of, you're not going to get Sejuani. No matter what happens, you're not going to get her, and I'll make sure that that happens. And that's where it kind of leaves the, the, the situation. Um, but yeah, it's really fucking cool. The Ursine are insanely cool. The way they're described here, yeah. the, the the Harbinger guy, the hollow, the Hounded the Lord hounded is kind of what they call yeah. him. Yeah, the Volibear himself, which is sort of like the... They seem to be going with like that thousand-pierced bear skin sort of interpretation. But what's something I thought was interesting that I didn't catch when we did Sejuani is that after she has been broken from the spell, the appearance of the Volibear seems to sort of change. And she can kind of see it more for the... Because the the experiment is like he's really messed up. Like half of his... The skin is missing off of this this rotting face and stuff. Yeah. but she doesn't seem to have seen that until after Udir kind of snaps everyone, or at least her, out of it a little bit, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah, I'm interested you know? to get to Volibear. I don't want to jinx that now. <laughs> I definitely don't think we're going to get anything. I don't think... I, was, I gotta say, I read that, and I was like, I gotta look up Volibear's splash real quick, because none of this is resonating with me. <laughs> it's like, he doesn't yeah. look like this, right? No, he has his whole face. Okay. Yeah. Ignore him all. Although, they do say also at the end that after... After they've done this 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 battle, Volibear has healed. He is he's he's looking more buff. That face is looking good, you know. So like as he, Sejuani is kind of working with him, it is in turn kind of giving him power. And that's kind of the threat, I guess, that I missed at the end is that Volibear is like, I am gonna come back, Spirit Walker, Udir. Just so you know, you can't stop me. I'm coming back, baby. Yeah. Volibear 2024, <laughs> right? And like the thing you get from this too is like, despite the fact that. Sejuani did not end up being tricked into pledging her entire force to Volibear. Something that you do see is that even being around the Ursine and Volibear is infecting all of her people. 
Like he can, mm-hmm. uh, Udyr can kind of see in the heads of all her people, and they are he is seeing the Volibear in their heads. Like, um, yeah. So, and and that's kind of I, I assume how he's getting power. The more followers he has, um, yeah. But yeah, and, and, and something. Uh, no, no. I mean, I, you know, I, I kind of, I didn't talk about it much, but seeing so much from Udyr's perspective, like this is like, I love the way they depicted uh-huh. his, his like affliction with the Spirit Walker stuff, and that like he's around, all, like having all the people around, like he's, he's constantly in tune to everything around him, right? And they, they really push it to its full extent here, where like he's trying, like when he first is talking to Sejuani, the conversation gets interrupted because some fucking horses are going by, <laughs> and he's like, no, no oats now, I'm trying to fucking focus. <laughs> You know, he's got, like, the worst ADHD that, like, you could possibly have. He just cannot, like, keep the fucking train of thought at all. And he has to, um, they really hark on, he's got, like, a metal pin that he kind of drives into his own hand to kind of bring him, get to back to a lucid state. Um, and, and when the Volibear's there, it's like, it doesn't, he doesn't even feel it. As much as he's trying to stab his own hand, he can't get himself, yeah, uh, back, his right? finger and he doesn't feel it. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, when they're doing the ritual and, like, all those people and animals and everything is just crowded around him. Like he's, he's not even, he's barely even there. Cause he's all he can feel is like this massive meld of, of people and the animals and the animals that they're sacrificing and the suffering they're going through. And it's, it's, and at some point he's just like slobbering and like gibbering and he can't even like form coherent sentences. It's fucking great. I remember, you know what really fucked me up with Udyr, this whole thing, I will say, is that we read this when we did Sejuani and I was like, oh my God, this is such a cool right? depiction of Udyr. And then nothing else met this like bar. Yeah. So my expectations were like way too high, you know? Yeah, this was, uh, this, this was. This is peak Udyr and we didn't know. I know, right? If you read. Yeah, yeah. Don't read this and then go read the other things. Just read them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you'll get to know Sejuani so much better in this, too. Kind of seeing how far she's yeah. going now, how desperate she's getting. Uh, it's really sad, especially when you come from, you know, younger Sejuani and the relationships you used to have with Ash. Now she's summoning demon bears. <laughs> for for yeah. no good reason. Mm-hmm. They didn't get anything from this. Like they no, not just no people, like no resources either. Just this whole, it was just for no reason. <laughs> yeah, and it's, I mean, she does. They do a good job. Like I really liked her having that conversation with Udir, and she does kind of really put forward a very tangible reason why she's even doing it, which is that like, you know, we're dying, right? I, I had to bury a, I had to bury a two year old the other day, and I'm not doing it again. So we're going to call the fucking Volibear. And it's like, yeah, it's a hard thing to argue with, right? Um, and she made a comment that now that we have kids, I think, stuck with me more. Was she said that I buried a two-year-old and was so malnourished. He looked like a one-year-old. Like, he didn't even look his age. I'm like, yeah. oh, Jesus, because I have a one-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. But Yeah, seriously. I mean, that's... Again, this is why it's like I really want them for Udyr to just like drop all this like grander stuff and really just hark on him being there to try and he's just a good dad. He's just trying to support (laughs) Sichuani no matter what. Even when she's making the wrong decisions, he's trying to help her and be there for her. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's really all it needs to be. And it could be so powerful. Right. So emotionally like strong and evocative, you know. Um, And this really, I think, is the best example of, of what that could be. I had a question too so the thing that he's constantly stabbing into himself they do make a point of mentioning several times too that even that it is hot to the touch Mm. 
Um, yeah, yeah. Do you think... Two questions. Do you think that it is some sort of special metal that hurts spirit walkers? And if so, do we think that runic iron hurts spirit walkers the same way that it hurts yordles? Hmm. I Sure. I don't... I don't know. I had that that thought for the first one because, like, you, I, I caught that detail too. Um, yeah, fuck it, go with it, right? Let's get some some more consistency through the world, right? And I like that idea, and that makes sense that they would have they would know about that type of thing in Ionia, because um, I like I think we can intuit he kind of got it from from there. Yeah, you know, I yeah, I like that a lot. I think that's a really a really neat idea, frankly. Um. Now, interestingly. The size of Volibear here. So you mentioned that, um, you know, he mentioned he's going to be coming back. And I, I don't think we know specifically what that means. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know whether... They're so vague with all the gods. They are vague That's with true. the gods, for sure. Um, but one thing that we do know is that Song of Nunu is canon now. Um, and we get a very large Volibear <laughs> in Song of Nunu. Um, I mean, basically the size of his teaser when he showed up on Howling Abyss. Um, okay. Which was very large, much larger than the description we're given here, which is like bigger than a mammoth with like yeah. limbs as big as a human, which is like, like yeah. not big, big but like not half the size of the howling abyss big <laughs> sure yeah and like rune he got a rune terror release very recently he's very large there too like bigger than a mountain I, yeah that's kind of how i see him in those so maybe that is what it is like if he were to come to full power it would be him as his like base skin in game and biggest 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 shit you know <laughs> biggest shit biggest shit that's one big pile of shit <laughs> right i know they stacked it that high but um <laughs> Uh, I think that's that's the way I kind of read it is that th- the thousand pierce bearskin is maybe more kind of where he's at currently and as he grows in strength he will kind of return to whatever his original sort of prime form was which is more his base skin um, mm-hmm. which is neat that's a neat thing to do with him frankly yeah mm-hmm. canonize some of the skins um, I mentioned we mentioned this in his bio too but I think it would have been it would have been very cool to have some sort of callback to the the seal sister when he broke free of the yeah. thing that would have been a good touch here um one question i did have too um after sejuani made up her mind she's gonna summon the volibear even though you know udir is very against it uh he says then i should leave the hounded lord wouldn't be happy to see me uh and udir had no desire for that unhappy reunion either sejuani's face transformed softening before she gave a cunning smile no she grinned that's exactly why I need you with me, old friend. Does this ever come back? What? Why? I I don't know. I, yeah, I agree. I don't know. I don't know if it actually ever gets like capitalized on or if it like gets resolved in any meaningful way. I mean, they do establish, like I said, that there's a there's a very specific relationship between him and that that hounded lord fella. Uh, you know that he was his his first student who he yeah. who he fu- obviously fucked up with, um, but I don't see how that drives what resolves of the the interaction with the the earth sign. Right. Um, 
I don't know. I I will say on that point, that's what I was thinking would be a lot of fun with Talia. It was it would be really interesting to see him try and tackle mentoring again, and it would be a good vehicle to see to show us like Udir in the past to like hark like flashbacks of him trying to teach this student. We could see more of like him and you know Kalkia when they were I guess younger or whatever. Um, if you want to try and keep those those elements at the very least, you can kind of flesh them out a bit more. You know. Yeah. Um, one thing I did like towards the end too, kind of to your point of really just focusing more on the the kind of um, father daughter relationship here. Um, when he is having that kind of like stare down almost with Volibear at the end of the story, it is Udir knows that in the future there is going to be an inevitable conflict that he has to have with Volibear for Sejuani and he also knows he has zero chance of winning that conflict he's like in his head he's like he is gonna swat me aside as easily as he could have swatted Sejuani aside but I'm gonna do it anyway because I gotta I guess for Sejuani (laughs) yeah I like he's so they're sitting there right the the Volo Bear spirit for his part is like fucking around with dead bodies and impaling them on shit <laughs> just for like true. fun. That's true, we didn't talk about that. <laughs> it's really gruesome. It's a gruesome story, but I fucking love it. I do like um, to have Chandler done the conversation. He just kind of goes back to impaling the body. He makes me jerk off motion. He's like, all right, yeah, whatever, like, whatever, whatever, dear. Whatever, <laughs> Kill you later, bro. Let me bro. finish my art. Um, <laughs> right? You don't get it. But, uh, but yeah, he goes through all of his beast forms, and at one point he goes, he turns into the beer spirit, like, in perfect control, kind of matching the, the form, writ small, I suppose, and then turns into Orn at, like, the biggest middle mm. finger he can, he can give him. Like, by the way, that ram you hate? Fuck you, buddy. Yes. Here it is. Right? I would love to see this depicted in a cinematic with, like, all the little bits and, like, ending on, like, a really, like, long shot of them two just staring each other down. This little... Udir and this just gigantic monster. I don't know, man. This would be even. You know what? This would be cool with too if they animated this like they animated the Spirit Guard Udir comic. That would be cool, even. Sure. Yeah. Oh man. God, there's so much. This is like. Oh man, I. We really shouldn't have started with this story because it really does, like I said, <laughs> just make you think. Like, man, there's. This is really. This is like a really cool depiction of Udir, just broadly speaking. Um, and I really, uh, I really wish some of his other stuff kind of, kind of was up to snuff with it, almost. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's really good, and it I really, really like good. it. Little details, I, I really like um, when the Earth signs show up. None of them are speaking or doing anything, and then when they, 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 when like Volibear kind of speaks, it's all through them, and it's actually like through Udir as well. Mm-hmm. He can't help but also whisper or say what it is that Volibear is saying. And I thought, this is cool. I'm just picturing all these dead, silent bear people and then they all start speaking it in one voice. Ah, oh, it's so cool and creepy. I don't right. know. <laughs> and this is after the that that one had shown up that opened its mouth and had a baby's head in its mouth that oh, just yeah. spit black <laughs> ichor out at them. <laughs> How can we forget the baby head mouth monster? Oh my god. <laughs> I want to see that thing somewhere, somehow. But <laughs> oh, someone's projectile vomit. Oh. It's a little spit up. Me... Sorry, a little spit up. 
that did make me think I wanted to see Udyr parenting a really little Sejuani. Be like, oh, you rated. Oh, can I get that? Thank you. And it's just trash. It's like, okay, just put that aside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got the spoils. Thank you. Thank you. Good job. <laughs> Puts it in his pocket. Is this because uh, your toddler, like our toddler, is just giving you garbage all the time? Yes, <laughs> like, yes. Just constantly. Oh, a piece of a Dorito from earlier. Thank you so much. <laughs> I don't remember when you had green beans last, but this one is like a mummy. It's so dry. <laughs> oh so my I'll God. Take that. Thank you for Poppy found it. Took me really long time to realize it was a pea because it was white. <laughs> you know what? It, all I feel is like, thank you for not eating it. Thank you for not Literally, putting that in yeah. your mouth and trying to eat that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. I'll put it in my pocket. <laughs> but anyway. yeah. Now, he's also yeah. mentioned in two other stories. Specifically, Dead of Winter, where uh, old man Crix tells Sejuani to listen to Udyr if she doesn't believe him about Orin's soup pot. Uh, unfortunately, Udyr's gone on another one of his spirit quests. So Whatever that means. You can't, you can't vouch for it. <laughs> It's on a bender. <laughs> That's what he calls them. <laughs> right. Uh, and then he shows up in the Blind Monk, which we, it's mostly stuff we already get into uh, in Udyr's bio. But we do find out that he was the first one to jump into the fray to protect the monastery in Ionia. Um but that's mostly because Lee Sin was trying to work up the will to summon the dragon, which he was pretty sure would destroy the monastery that he was trying to protect. And he did. And it did. <laughs> so. <laughs> Oops. Oops. <laughs> Oops. All <Yeah>. fire. <laughs> I forgot that that's when he. Yeah, he met Lee Sin at so a different when, time. Yeah, when he met Lee Sin, Lee Sin had sight. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hmm. Huh. Well, I guess that makes that 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 thing he gave him the blindfold or whatever a little more meaningful, maybe, or does it? I don't know. Maybe it doesn't. <laughs> eh, whatever. Man, that's uh that's canon, Udir. Yeah. Uh, he does show up in yeah. some a few old things. I mean, one he's got an old bio. Um. Where, in his old bio, he just had a really strong connection to nature, you know? So, at 16, he just left home to go live in nature. <laughs> Into the wild? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically. But then when he lived there, he really connected with it. Mm. And he basically turned feral, and he had his own territory that he fiercely protected. Um, and then, at one point, an unknown monk was walking through his territory, and he fought that unknown monk to a standstill and followed him to learn to control his powers at a monastery. Yeah, but the reason he fought him is because he just wanted to he wanted to scare him. Like, he's just a little, a little goober. He's just, like, trolling around in the forest, like, oh, I'll scare this guy good. Yeah, <laughs> we'll show get him. him. <laughs> I feel like 16's yeah. old enough that he wouldn't just, like, forget who he was. <laughs> Oh, that, I guess if it's you've never felt strong. the pull of nature. That's true. Yeah, I've right. literally never fucking felt the pull of nature. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the pull of my couch. It's comfy. That's what yeah. That's what his, his lore should have been. Is that he's just a nice couch potato. It's just like, <laughs> oh man, he's that dad. <laughs> What's on the tube? He takes his pants yeah. off when he gets home from work and <laughs> sits in his lazy boy. <laughs> uh, now, one line oh. that I did like here. Uh, it said, "As a boy." 
He toiled on his father's farm, but he felt a much deeper connection with the mustangs that would graze in the distant fields than with the townsfolk who would visit. So, you know, take that how you will. But uh, I'll tell you how I'm taking it. How are you taking it? Who do you fuck the Mustang? I, John, I, ew. I, I, I would prefer that... that not <laughs> every connection not to has take... to be sexual, honey. No, but this one is. I could tell. There's some no, text there. No, it's not. There. No. I, I'm gonna, I'm a, I prefer not to, to take that in interpretation, that's if that's gross, okay with you. John. Stop it. Hey, it's Udyr, not me. He no, just it wasn't. Him. You just did this. <laughs> you did this. I don't know about that. Agree to disagree. The story was just like he connected to the animals outside more than the people in his town. It's a deep connection. The Move specif- on the, specific- the Journal of Justice. The specificity I would of the rather deepness. hear about the Journal of Justice right now. That's how fucking <laughs> gross you're being. Wow, holy shit. It only shows up once. Thank issue God. 12. Mm-hmm. Where our good friend Guardsman Bob. Oh, shit controlled Udyr, and he helped Ionia win their freedom from We watched Noxus that, baby. In the trial for the Isle, if you're interested in watching our reaction to this full match, it's up on Patreon. So, A-B-P. A- Always be plugging. You really had to Definitely think about Definitely check that. it out. Like, oh, shit, it was tons of fun. It was I, a lot of fun. I want to do something else like it, that again. Yeah, I know. Too bad they don't have any more cringe, like, show matches or whatever, because really the fun of that that is not the league, which is, like, kind of fun. It's more... Everything around the it actual so game like, yeah. disconnects and <laughs> role like <laughs> off the cuff role playing. It's oh my god, uh, it's truly a treasure to watch. Yeah, yeah. If you don't want to react, walk to a reaction to it, just watch the video itself. It is uh, hilarious. Prepare yourself, steal yourself emotionally. <laughs> uh, now he has some quotes that uh, are worth mentioning. Mm-hmm. Fall like Leaves on the Vine, might be a reference to Leaves from the Vine, which was sung by Iroh in Avatar The Last Airbender in the saddest episode of the show. Mm. So good. Oh, my God. That just makes me sad thinking about it. Right. <laughs> You're hearing it in your head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he also has okay, a quote. We gotta, we gotta move on. Yeah. Uh, be like water, adaptable and unyielding, mm. passive and powerful. It's uh, another Bruce Lee quote. Couple champs got that one. Um, my time in. <laughs> All right. <laughs> my time in Ionia taught me control. Now, this has some real Iron Fist vibes. Here's <laughs> <laughs> another Iron Fist. Because, <laughs> like, he spent years training to control, you know, my emotions and then immediately gets overtaken by emotion. That's like Udir all the time. I spent years <laughs> practicing control and like he passes by a horse and immediately fucking loses it and has to stab himself with the magic nail. <laughs> <laughs> but it's better than it was, it sounds like. That's true, I Apparently. guess. He's not eating young children as if they were oats anymore. That's, yeah. <laughs> uh, Ice Witch, you are a blight on the Freljord. I will be its cure. Again, just raises the question. If violence is what's keeping the spirits cool, why is she a blight? Seems like you'd be down with her. He's really biased again. <laughs> Such a yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I also did write down your quote here. With your death, Ash, the true ice will not melt. 
which I mean, I'm also just kind of curious what the true else has to do with the spirits at all. Like that's all Anivia and the Yetis. Like the fuck do the other spirits have to do with that in the least? I don't know. He, he they talk about the spirit as like we talk about the spirit of Ionia, and I assume it, he's there's something kind of comparable for the Fraljord. There's yeah. like a a spirit for the land. Maybe the true ice is like a manifestation of it, or some old. I don't know. That's the thing. We're trying to work off of like a paragraph and a couple quotes. Who knows? Well, I don't know if this was actually mentioned in the lore we read for Anivia or not, but the true ice was just a a gift that Anivia gave. <laughs> like it was just it was just, just ask her. Anivia what's going on. <laughs> yeah, her her egg uh, hatched, and then that's well, no, that's what snow. I don't remember. We need to go back to Anivia. It's been a minute. Um, <laughs> she, she gifted like, I think that's the what Yetis snow. the power of true ice. Okay. I don't know, man. Like, I mean, and then sometimes it melts if a troll is is tricking Orn, right? <laughs> like, you know, who knows, right? Hmm. Hmm. It's may use too. Let me look just up a few skins. I don't. Just a few because Udyr is notoriously hard to make skins for because oh, it's mm-hmm. four oh. times as much work as anyone else. That makes yeah, sense. yeah. Uh, first up, we got the grind day job. It's a living. And this one is Black Belt Udir. Students of the Hiraclaw Dojo know that the best way to tell people you're good at punching is to have a giant screen printed fist on your clothes. That's a karate fact, according to Sensei Udir, which is why their parents all buy them the special Hiraclaw Gi. Only eighty nine ninety five. <laughs> <laughs> This splash is really cute. All the little kids in the I background, and then one yordle, <laughs> and then Leeson's just hanging out. <laughs> I love that. I like the idea that they're husbands and they run this together. Right? That's really fun. There's definitely like, there's definitely like a vibe there. You know, <laughs> he does have a quote specifically that he's only loved twice. And left twice. Yeah, I was trying yeah. to. We were, we were debating who the two were that he left. <laughs> I'm assuming it's Kalkia is the other one. That's right? what I had said. John didn't sense. seem like yeah. he agreed with me. Or but. if you had an, if you had another one, I'm I'm open to it. I just no. I was. Uh, yeah, it was. It. I I agree. Emotion wise, it was probably Kalkia. I just disagreed with the. Uh, since he was he was banished. Oh right. Um, as opposed mm. to like leaving. And then he was welcomed back, but it specifically said he didn't go back. So, I mean... He left. He didn't yeah. really leave. He just didn't go back. <laughs> and then he left the Freljord. <laughs> and then he did leave the Freljord, which lead me to believe that maybe the Freljord is the other one. Oh, oh yes. He that's said why the he Freljord wants to save is it, yeah. the second love. <laughs> Lee and the Freljord. I don't know which one he loves more. I guess Freljord, because he did leave Lee to go to the Freljord. But it's probably right, close. Yeah. They all come crawling back to the Freljord. That sexy, <laughs> sexy Freljord. <laughs> I guess it's better than your bestiality thoughts, so. They're not mine. It's the story. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Spirit What's the next skin? Well, we got... Uh. Udyr spent almost a decade training in Ionia with the monks of the Hirana Monastery, learning to control and master his spiritual abilities... At last, when the Freljord called him home, he chose to stay and complete his training. 
In the time since then, Udyr has become part of the Ionian landscape, both spiritual and mortal, as he works with Lee Sin and Karma to return balance to the war-torn land. Oh, okay. Yeah. Spirit Guard is uh-huh. the AU if he stayed instead of going back. Interesting. Because like in the... Um, in the A Walk with the Voices short story, I think they use the Spirit Guard skin and like they have you know, the art for the story coming up the top, the header. And I think he's in that skin there. So I always kind of intuited or interpreted it as this is just kind of how he was dressing when he was in Ionia and then left and is back to... Okay. That's neat, though. I yeah. like that. Uh, so, yeah, this was Spirit God Udyr. Uh, Udyr's time in Ionia, training at the Harana Monastery, taught him control and calmed the storm in his heart. Though the Freljord called him home, Udyr chose to stay and knows that his work... Um, oh, no. Chose to stay and help Ionia regain spiritual harmony as it had done for him. As he gets closer to this goal, he knows that his work to do the same for the whole of Terra has only just begun. Um, and this one has a comic associated with it, uh, just called kind of Spirit Guard, which uses all his old animal forms, but it's still cool. Um, and I totally forgot at the end of the comic, Ao Shin pops up at the end. Oh, fuck. I, I actually didn't reread it. I just kind of remembered it from back when it came out. Um, yeah, they're all kind of like neat. fighting to get into the monastery. And then like at the end, like Ao Shin's kind of the, the big monster that pops up that he has to fight, which, you know, the comic ends before he does any fighting. But um, I was I I completely forgot that he made any appearance here. Yeah, I think I I'm sure at the time it just like you know over my head entirely, right? Now, for those of you who are curious, Ao Shin was uh, a big dragon that was initially teased as you know people were pretty sure this was going to be a champion release, um, a wind dragon from Ionia. Um, when a soul got released, people were like, "The fuck? <laughs> Where's Ao Shin? We never got Ao Shin. Ao Shin never got released until Team Fight Tactics, <laughs> where the the dragon uh, there was a, a set called Into the Dragonlands, and Ao Shin was one of the dragons that you could recruit there. I'm glad you explained it again. That's wild. Yeah. Uh, That's and funny. Yeah, and fun fact about this one, too. In Spirit Guard Udyr's voice interactions, it's revealed that Sejuani fell to Volibear's influence without Udyr to protect her in the oh. Silence of the Damned. Uh, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Oopsie! Oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't, damn, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. It's... That yeah. fills me with like some sort of discomfort, almost, right? at the thought of it. I don't like, know. I don't know what happens then. This... <laughs> I, I, Do you think damn. she's going to get like, like a baby's head in her mouth? That's oh, God, I hope so, and I hope we get that skin. That, yeah, baby mouth sedge. And then like, Russell opens no. its mouth and also has a baby mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the baby, you know, Drew Vask or, or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> damn. Um, also, after spending four points and an ability on this skin, he gains the ultimate form of that ability, and his, uh, and his joke emote references Marilyn Monroe's iconic white dress scene from the Phil the Seven Witch. So a lot of fun facts on this skin. Okay. <laughs> nice. I like it. 
That makes me want to play Udyr so I can play the skin and see that joke. <laughs> All right, then we got definitely not. Mm. Is that a robot in glasses and a trench coat? Of course not. Do your eyes perceive a beast man in a onesie? Better get those eyes checked because they're wrong. Isn't Draven too modest to wear his own head? How foolish you must feel to even ask. And that laser squid? Definitely human. Definitely. Uh, and this one is definitely not Udyr. Wear the onesie. Become the beast. <laughs> <laughs> These are always my favorite. They're good. Yeah. They're good. And this skit is fucking so funny. His eyes are so ridiculous. They're so ridiculous. Mm -hmm. uh, next up, we got Dragon World. Twice did Dragonfire consume the world, and twice from the embers were heroes born. This is Dragon Oracle Udyr. Every dragon that dies leaves behind a blazing spirit. Through Udyr, a mystic who doubled, uh, who doubted the old tales... These dragon spirits have the chance to touch life once again. He believes that dragons are only as evil as those who command them, and in channeling the spirits and their flames, seeks to prove it to the slayers. Cool. Yeah. Then we got Ink Shadow Uprising. It's a new one. Yeah. Yeah. On the outskirts of Rabadon City, a dilapidated temple houses the last hope for Rabadon's people, the Ink Shadow Warriors. Each one sacrifices what is most important to them in order to make a contract with ancient spirits who imbue them with magic tattoos so powerful, even the Cabal trembles. They are victims no more. It is time to take back their home. This one is Ink Shadow Udyr. Udyr has given up much as a tattoo artist for the Ink Shadow Warriors, sacrificing pieces of himself to multiple spirits and covering his body in their arcane contracts to enhance his natural second sight. He sees the souls of his canvases, knowing the price they must pay, and connects them to the spirits who will give them the power to do what must be done. Uh, so yeah, this one, uh, Udyr sacrifices... The thing that Udyr sacrifices in this AU, because it does mention everyone has to sacrifice something... Um, is just kind of himself. He's now completely at the mercy of the spirits, um, and they constantly are demanding his time, attention, and service. And Volibear is one of those spirits. Mm. Interesting. This setting is this this AU is pretty cool. I, I I'd be interested to see more of these skins. Yeah, yeah. Um, me too. The whole sacrificing thing makes me think a lot of like uh, Drakengard. If y'all are at all familiar, I assume not. Don't worry about it. Um, where people have to get in, engaged in these various packs and sacrifice, like their voice or uh, like their ability to like bear children and shit like that to mm -hmm. get into packs with like demons and dragons and shit. Um, anyway, nice. Uh, yeah, there's a comic for this one too. Um, it's mostly a Kaisa and Master Yi comic, but Udyr shows up in one panel with a Relian soul. Not Ao Shin? Not Ao Shin on this one. <laughs> uh, and finally, we got Prehistoric Hunters. Gargantuan monsters roam our land, stalking their prey with frightening precision. Stalking prey again. <laughs> Sorry. We're not doing it yet. You can't. Uh, preview. Sorry. A little preview. I didn't even think about it. It just came out. <laughs> like I went, a reflex, I really? It was like a reflex. I wasn't like, ooh, save Vagar's line. It just... <laughs> 
word vomit. This Vagar needs a prehistoric hunter skin. Yeah, I guess so. Humans would surely become their next meals if not for the hunters. Armed with blades crafted from the bones of their first kills, with instincts that rival the most fearsome of beasts, the hunters protect their people each day from a grisly fate. This one's primal Udir. Cursed to roam the land as something between man and beast, Udir no longer distinguishes between hunters and hunted. Once he gets close enough to strike, they are all his prey. Damn. Yeah. Pretty good. A lot of fun facts. We got some fun facts. Yeah, he's an old boy. All right. Old boy. Uh, Udir and Spirit God Udir are voiced by Sean Rohani, uh, who first voiced him in Legends of Runeterra before, uh, you know, the whole rework. Uh, They were previously voiced by J.S. Gilbert, who also voiced Battlecast Cho'Gath. Uh, pre-rework Mundo and Corporate Mundo, Gragas, and pre-rework Scion. It's a lot of range. The classic Arnold. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He was designed by Stephen Kornock de Rose, and he was the first champion released after the official October 27th, 2009 launch of the game. Ooh, congratulations. Yeah, way to go. What an honor. Yeah, there's only one. He doesn't have a judgment, though. What's up? I know, right? It's disappointing. I was looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, His original champion title was the Animal Spirit, but with the Freljord patch, his champion title was changed to the Spirit Walker. Uh, His visuals in Legends of Runeterra represent him after returning to the Freljord. Uh, Being a Spirit Walker, Udyr can harness a small portion of power of a dozen great spirit animals, such as tiger, turtle, bear, phoenix, ram, lynx, boar, and more. And Volibear and Orn represent the bear and ram, respectively, so as such, Udyr can harness a small portion of their powers. Mm. Mm. Uh, Part of his power possibly comes from his diluted Vestayan heritage, which... You may be confused, as that's not mentioned anywhere. Um, that was discussed in the Vestaya Q&A, uh, which mentions that he's as much Vestayan as Nidalee is. Which, I think it's safe okay, to that's... say with both of their reworks, probably isn't the case anymore. But, uh... Yeah. At some point, <laughs> was... I think, I think I'm, gonna, I'm gonna personally choose to just pretend that's not... <laughs> Imagine just throwing gonna that, that into the bio as well. <laughs> right. And also he's beside it. Right, just one last sentence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's the only character that cannot max out all his skills, as each of his skills has six levels, and the max character level is 18. Oh. However, in Ultra Rapid Fire, the 2015 mode, there is no limit to a champion's level, so Eder is able to have all six levels on all his abilities. Interesting. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, as such, he's also one of the few characters without an ultimate. Um, and he's one of only a few champions to have multiple textures in one skin. And he has more different textures than any other champion, as he has a different one for every one of his stances. Which oh, wow. is why it's so hard <laughs> to do skins for. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That sounds right. Uh, and finally, his dance references the Drunken Master Kung Fu style. Shit, dude. Yeah. That's, uh, that's Udir, folks. That's Udir. Any final thoughts? Need uh, some cleanup. But has, yeah, a little cleanup. 
has some great potential. <laughs> I mean, he's got like a, he's got a really strong piece. Um, he does, yeah. Ignoring the bio, just that. read that one story, and I feel like you learn a lot about Udir. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, well. That was Udir. Thank you so much for listening. We have a Twitter. It's at Loreheads. And we have a Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Loreheads. It's John's channel now. <laughs> I can't stream anymore, <laughs> apparently. Having wild audio and mic issues. And I don't know. We'll see whenever I can get back to that. But uh, for now, John streams on Saturdays. He does TFT in ARMs with viewers. And maybe he'll uh, take up some some of the Monday streams <laughs> instead. We'll see what uh, what we want to do. Yeah, maybe we'll do some some rift and maybe some backpack battles if you feel oh, lucky. Backpack battles. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> we have a YouTube. He did say it like that. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Where we post uh, the full episodes with video and uh, clips on and shorts and stuff like that. John John throws all those together. They're very fun. Um, and we post like our streams and, and stuff there. Uh, and we have a Discord. If you want to uh, find some people to league with, chat about lore and anything but, please join our Discord. And we have a Patreon! Hopefully we'll be uh, some new content on there soon. We've been uh, spit spitballing a little bit. Thank you so much to all of our patrons. Mm, but a very special thank you to our Madarda tier patrons. Big Man Gnomes, King of Hearts, Mr. Dead, and John Has a Dig Bick. <laughs> uh, if you guys were Ionia, or if you guys were uh avarosa in the frail yard and i was udier i would not convince all the other spirit walkers to fight you i would let you do your thing even if it did kill the spirits damn honey well that's nice of you (laughs) god bless you (laughs) well please be sure to join us next week uh we're going back going back a little bit to uh, talk about the restrained hunger briar and i think we're also going to be talking about some of the changes uh that got announced recently <laughs> yes the lore changes we haven't really like yeah talked about them on uh on a podcast episode yeah. i think so briar's not going to have a lot of lore nope. for the reasons we're going to get into mm-hmm. uh so we're gonna we're gonna talk about those then too so yeah tune in tune in